Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. We are the younger generation. We are the ones who are going to be affected and therefore we demand justice. Podstrike. Podcast supporting the global climate strike. Everyone should mobilize for the 20th of September because this is a global issue which actually affects everyone. We are all in the same boat, so everyone should be concerned about this. I'm striking because if we don't fight for our future now, soon we won't have a future left to fight for. I support the climate strikes to push climate leaders to act for a brighter future for everyone. I'm joining the strikes because I believe it's time to resist and to take charge of the future that belongs to us, not to the fossil fuel companies. I'm joining the climate strikes to seek equality for the next generation. We need you to be a part of it because we need every age involved. Young people have been leading here, but now it's the job of the rest of us to back them up. This shouldn't be the children's responsibility, because now the adults also need to help us. So we are calling for them to strike from their work, because we need everyone. There is nothing we can't do, and I mean, if not you should do it, then who else? And if, if not we should do it now, then when, when should we do it? Here at Griefcast, we are supporting Podstrike because we believe that global climate change is one of the biggest issues currently affecting the world. And until we face that and deal with that, it really doesn't matter what else happens. To support the young people behind the global climate strike on the 20th September, you can find out lots more information at globalclimatestrike.net. And there's lots of other websites you can go to find out how to live your life a little bit more peacefully on this world and do your best to help save this planet. Thank you for listening. You're listening to Griefcast with me, Carrie Adloyd. How do we grieve for someone? How does it change and evolve as we get older? My dad died when I was 15 and it took me many, many years to be able to express what I had gone through. So I decided to create Griefcast, a chance to talk, share and laugh about the weirdness of grief and death. But with comedians, so it's not that depressing, I promise. Each time I talk to a different comedian about their own personal experience of grief as we remember someone that they have lost along the way. Whether it was a long time ago or you've just joined the club, this is a chance to talk about the peculiar human process of death. Welcome to Griefcast. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Greasters. Hope you're having an okay week. Thank you so much for joining me again. It is always appreciated. If you have been enjoying the show, please do rate and review or subscribe. It really helps other people find the show. And if you want to join us on social media, we are on at the Griefcast on Twitter and Instagram. Um, I'm always posting lots of sort of helpful pictures and things I found on Instagram. And the Twitter is just a bizarrely for Twitter, wonderful place where lots of people just ask for advice about anniversaries or things they're going through. And I just retweet them and it's incredibly supportive, which a lot of the internet isn't so it's quite a nice place to be if you would like to join us this week i am talking to three brilliant comedians this is the live episode that was recorded as part of the Udderbelly festival on the south bank back in june july sorry can't remember i think it was july um i am joined by the brilliant jeff lloyd uh if you're into your podcast there's actually three very podcasty guests this week jeff hosts the brilliant reasons to be cheerful podcast with ed Miliband and also the excellent adrift podcast with Annabelle Port and is just generally a very very funny man I was also joined by the incredible stand-up Josie Long who if you haven't heard her program Shortcuts on it's a Radio 4 program I think but it I think it's available to podcast as well and it's just slices of interesting things from all over the world it's a really interesting podcast and I was joined by the very very brilliant comedian sketch performer Camille Yukan who is part of the sketch group Birthday Girls who had their own podcast Birthday Girls House Party which was part of BBC Sounds which I think you can still listen to which is again very very funny they are three brilliantly lovely funny people and they very kindly <laughs> agreed to come and talk to me about all things deaf and we had a very cheery chat about death and funerals and uh, what songs we want and whether we should chuck our bodies out by the bins. I hope you enjoy. Hello, hello, it's me, Karen. Hi, hi, thank you so much for coming. Hi, it's like a kids' show. Hey, thank you so much for coming. I appreciate it so much. It's so lovely. Um, welcome to Griefcast Live. Thank you so much for coming. Uh, if you um, don't listen to the show, this is going to be a bit of a <laughs> trial by fire. Um, is anyone here never heard the show? Oh, welcome, welcome! Don't be afraid. Has your friend brought you here? Great, brilliant. Don't be afraid. I know the whole day you've been going, oh, my friend's taking me to the thing about death. It's so fucking weird. Like, why did anyone want to go and see that? I, I appreciate that. Um, don't worry. It's cheery, but about death. So, but this show is where we get three comedians on and we have just a chat about death and grief in general. And it's even more cheery than the normal one. And when I have to book people, I genuinely say, like... Oh, so do you want to come on the show? We're just going to have a chat about death and plan, sort of like talk about how you feel about your own death. But that's, it's much lighter than normal. <laughs> and they're like, what's the real one like? Um, so I'm going to be joined by three amazing guests. I'm going to stop chatting and bring them, bring them on. Uh, please put your hands together for the amazing, amazing birthday, girl, birthday Girls podcast and the group, uh, Camille Yukan, the amazing stand-up and podcast Shortcuts, Josie Long, and the incredible Reasons to be Cheerful and Drift podcast. It's Jeff Lloyd, everybody! 
Yeah, keep clapping, it's awkward. Oh, hi guys. It was a bit like a catwalk there, coming down. Were you right? I was worried you were going to fall off, Jeff. can I, I be was, honest? I was worried that the applause wouldn't last as long as the walk either, which is always I'm, I, I told them, I said, keep it, keep right. it going. Yeah, don't worry. I, I said, keep it going. It was polite, but nice. Yeah, that's the grief cast. <laughs> grief cast <laughs> listeners, they're very like, oh, maybe you're a bit sad. Just <laughs> keep it going. Um, so thanks, guys, for coming to talk about death. Much appreciated. Um, I'm going to start, Jeff. With, I'm just going to go go in there. Um, how do you feel about death? Are you somebody that's like totally fine with it, or are you someone that's not okay? So, so I'm I'm, a, I'm terribly afraid of the pain of death. Oh yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I have a very low pain threshold, <laughs> and I imagine how death low? isn't pleasant. But you know, sort of, I'm very scared of injections. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if I stand on a, a drawing pin, you would think that I've been stabbed right, okay. through yeah, the stomach. Yeah. You know, that that sort of <laughs> level of. Pain. So death is a worry. So yeah, then. so death is a worry. I'd like like to go sort of nicely in, in my sleep. Yeah. I think it's quite often the case that I go to bed of an evening, think, well, you know, if tonight's the night, then then that's <laughs> that's fine with me, really. That's nice though, at least because some people go to bed thinking, well, if tonight's the night, I've, I've fucked up. So that's good. Right, if you're yeah. feeling content, I think that's very good. Well, I don't know. That it's, it's content. It's more like I'd welcome the sweet, <laughs> sweet release of death sometimes. Oh, I see. I yes. see. Okay. Okay. Josie, do you, is it preying on your mind at all, or not really? I went through a phase. I go through real phases. So I definitely went through a phase where I was like, "Listen, I've had a great time while I was here, and if I go, I go." <laughs> and then I went through a phase where I was like, "Not yet. Not yet." And I was desperate. And I became des- deathly afraid of, afraid of flying. Oh, wow. Because I felt like you were so safe and you were just living your life. <gasps> yeah. And then you deliberately put it in danger by doing oh. this improbable thing of getting in a plane, which is obviously not going to work. <laughs> and then for the duration of the flight, I'd be like... Oh, I forgot you're really afraid of flying, aren't you? I, Genuinely, I, yeah. yeah. No, no, for me, Josie. No, go on. I'm, yeah, go I on. Got I'm with it. you. I'm with you. I, I got over it. By yourself? Yes. I've paid a lot of money for hypnotherapy. <laughs> And it's still not worked. Yeah, you went. You just went on a flight, and were you still afraid of death? I on did. The flight? I, I really have that feeling of like, why would I put myself in a situation where I'm saying yeah. you can kill me? Yeah. How, get, how get do you the... feel about the Uber on the way to the airport? Yeah, yeah, absolutely fine. Because I get, I'm far more scared of other people's driving than yeah. I am of people who fly oh, planes. I could, I could get scared in that situation. I get scared in any situation of right. dying. I'm the opposite of you. I'll think about it before bed, but instead of being like it's a sweet release, right. I'll be scared to go to sleep because I think I might not wake up. Oh, wow. And Sorry. I'm like... No, I'm on, your, I'm on the Camille side of things. Like, that's my level of anxiety. I'd love to not be like that, though. I'd love to. We'd all fucking love to. And then when, <laughs> I, when I meet people who say, like, I don't think about it, I'm like... Why? Yeah. Why aren't you thinking about it? Like, I'm so literally, as I cross the road, I think this could be it. Yeah. 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 But I did manage oh, all the time. I did manage to get on the flight. Yeah. Carry out right. I did recently have to get on a very long flight for a job. She did post on Instagram, like sat on the toilet crying, <laughs> like saying I made it. Sort of. Just telling my Instagram followers. Um, but I did get on the flight. I had to fly to Kenya. Oh my goodness. That's and long. I did it. Yeah. And then I got there, and I've got some grandparents who live abroad. So sometimes we email each other. And I emailed my grandma and said, I'm in uh, Kenya working at the moment. And she replied, and she went, oh, that's really interesting that you're in Kenya. Um, your great auntie Camille, who you're named after, married a South African, and his parents had a tea plantation in Kenya. And she went there on holiday, and that's where she died in a tragic car accident. <laughs> <laughs> and she's buried there now in a cemetery. And I read that, and it was like, 
and I had to. I was working the next morning. I was going to bed. I was like, "It's my destiny." It's my destiny. I made it here on the play, but now that's it. She's called Camille. I'm called Camille. I'm oh Kenya. my god, that would shit me up so bad. It is. I had an experience that was too much like Final Destination, oh, and yeah. that's what tipped me into being afraid. Yeah. I was. I was in a car crash that everyone was miraculously completely unharmed, but it should. You know, afterwards. The ambulance and the police and the other drivers were like, you should be dead. And we were like, <laughs> that's not funny. Oh, but it was literally like the car ran head on to another car. It went in front of a lorry. The lorry drove over us. We smashed through a greenhouse. Logs came onto our thing. We went off the road into a tree. Then the logs came through and stopped what? there. Yeah. Oh, my and God. Afterwards, I was like, I thought I was dead. That's insane. How did you survive? That sounds insane. I don't know. Or everything, everyone's completely fine. But for a while afterwards, I was like, we've seen Final Destination. (laughs) We know death has been alerted to this error. (laughs) 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 So scary. Yeah, that's But you didn't die. No, but with the whole time you in Kenya. And I didn't die in a car accident in Kenya either. I'd be terrified of that. When when you're in situations like that, do you feel any urge to... So... uh, I, I was once in a car that span around on the motorway Ooh. in Sweden, and I didn't have any instinct to try and get out of the car or undo my seatbelt or try and seize control of the steering wheel. I just sat there and thought, oh, well, this is probably it now. And there was a song on the radio. <laughs> I was thinking, so calm. Well, this You're is probably the song accepting. I'm going to die to. Like, I don't think I have any survival instinct. I think on a, on a plane when there's uh, you know, turbulence, I've been sat with people who said, OK, well, I want to sit near the aisle because I'd be this close to the exit yeah, and I've planned yeah, this. Yeah, Whereas yeah, I, I yeah. think I would just sit there and think, well, there we go. This, this is it. <laughs> On the plus side, you'd get a lot of unopened bottles of water and little bags of nuts because everyone else would be coming. Like, you you going to eat that? <laughs> just last. Those pretzels, do you want them? No, no one needs them now. I, I find that really interesting that you're so calm about it because I am definitely like, I'm always, like my, in my head, it's permanently a crisis. Right. So, like, if any, but if a crisis happens, I'm fucking amazing. Yes. Because I'm already there. So, like, if somebody gets hit by the car, it's like, I thought you were going to be. <laughs> so I'm ready. I'm complete. I'm like, I, I've seen that. I've, like, called the ambulance, been extremely calm while everyone's, because I was like, that's what I thought was going to happen. <laughs> and they say people with anxiety are, be- are better in crisis because we're so alert. Yeah. So we're so ready for it. But it's a survival. It's survival. But yeah. you have to remember the tiger's not here. That's I know, what they tell I know. us. People with anxiety, the tiger is not here. Because you're acting like a tiger is yeah. right next to you in your like, primal state. What do you it's have not... to do if there is a tiger there? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd be ready for it, mate, because I'm acting all the time like there is a tiger. So I'd be, I'd be fine. You, if you were Siegfried or Roy, you would have been fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jason, like, how, have you thought about how you want to go then? Obviously not in the car crash. That was awful. Uh, no, I don't, I don't really like thinking about okay. how I would go because I sort of would rather just go... Hopefully it's not going to happen till I'm an old lady in my bed. Right, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not somebody who, yeah, I don't sort of go, oh, drowning seems nice. I'm like, no, <laughs> none of it seems... And going in your sleep to me doesn't seem nice because it's really? like you don't get to say goodbye. I think what I'd like oh. would be a nice period where I say goodbye to everyone mm, yeah. and they come and we have a very l- nice moment and they leave me, like, grapes or whatever. And then... <laughs> The next one comes. You have, have a, a lot, lot of, of well wishing. Oh, you want well wishes? I'd like a, a period of well wishing, <laughs> and then a gentle period of diminishment. Oh, nice! <laughs> At the end of my life, and do you know what I'd also yeah. like? Yeah. I'd like just as I'm drifting off to overhear someone say, 
oh, she's a lot of fun considering she's 97. I'm like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> something like that. You know, like, I just like it to feel positive and gentle. Yeah, that's But nice. I feel like most people, that's not really an option. It's not like It's not, unfortunately, it's not a choice. You don't get to fill out a form and be like, I'd like the diminishing slowly while still being well. Unfortunately, you don't get to do that, sadly. But that sounds great. How long a period of diminishment are you after? Oh. <laughs> I think it's important to, A, you want to know. I don't know, because you don't want it to be too far. Yeah, that's true. Because you don't want people to be like, oh, you better hurry. She's, she, it'll be a matter of days. And then I'm there for like six months. They're like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> you know. yeah, yeah, then the well-wishing would sour. <laughs> I think 10 days, that's like the perfect time Lovely. for a holiday. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 10 days or three-night city break. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, yes, a three-night city break of diminishment would be quite nice, mm. wouldn't it? Mm. Yeah. About, Jeff, how are you feeling about a three-night city break of diminishment? This is too long for me. Oh, really? It's, for the, it's too long a social interaction. <laughs> they don't need, no interaction needs to be longer than an hour and a half, really. So you want an hour and a half of well-wishing and then bang out? Yeah. That's so fast. But I think I think it would be fine. I mean, what 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 have I got to say, really? <laughs> what Apart if from someone wants to travel. Yeah, that's true. What if like they got to get on the well, plane? Well, it gives them more time to do sightseeing <laughs> while they're here. Oh, we tried as well yeah. as we could. Yeah. Yes. But this is what he would have wanted. Yeah. And so, that, yeah, is it true. everyone all at once, or is it an appointment system? It's up system? to you. It's up to yeah. you. <laughs> Depends. It sounds exhausting. Well, yeah, how would you yeah. want to go then? You don't, this was Josie saying she wanted her, her well wishes. You don't have to. You could just go with no well wishing. A little, a little well wishing. A little, a think, a light, yeah, yeah. light well wishing. A moderate well wishing. I think just my wife and son would be would be fine That's for fine. me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, keeping it keep it small. Keep I it could FaceTime some other people. <laughs> just a family. And thing. then I could wrap it. Oh, sorry, the connection. You know, pretend to freeze. Or just get it over, over and done with. Don't get on the plane. Don't bother. It's fine. I'll, I'll Skype you. Because I have anxiety about my last words. This is a big thing. The last words. Yeah, yeah. Because what, what if you say them thinking your la- your last yeah, words? Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, you don't die. Yeah. And then you think, I've got to say something more poignant. Or do you have to point out the fact that... So I wanted those to be my last words. (laughs) So if you could just remember those. Anything after that is like a postscript. What you do is... Say you've got a sentence. Say you say something like, the most important thing in my life was love, right? What you do is you say, remember, everyone, the most important thing in my life was love. Could I have a coffee? The most important thing in my life is love. (laughs) (laughs) Just tack it onto the... I need the toilet. The most important thing in my life. Because then technically... It's still your last words. The thing with last words, we've talked about them on the show before, is that, because um, I've researched them, like, it, they are such bullshit. Like, when you read them, you're like, there's no way that person got that much information out. Like, there's no, no. way. It's ridiculous. And it's obviously the person who was with them was like, don't worry, I'm just going to say you said <laughs> the last thing I want is love. But really, you just went, like... I, I, had a thing, I had a thing about... 15 years ago, yeah. where they, they thought I might die. Okay. It turned out to be nothing, <laughs> but it was so ambiguous, they thought I might die, and I was in hospital, and they thought I might have had a brain hemorrhage oh and uh, had wow. to have a lumbar puncture and all this stuff. And, and my mum and dad came down to my visit, and my dad is a very, very gruff, working-class northern man who... Even saying happy birthday is too big an outpouring of emotion <laughs> for him. Wow. And that is the only time in my life he's told me that uh, he loved me. Wow. And I don't cherish that. I just feel sorry for him that he was made to feel so uncomfortable <laughs> that he had to get those words out. Because, oh, God, he's going to die. I don't want to have never said it. That's so... But isn't that yeah. nice that he said that? Don't you feel, ch- like, chuffed? That no, I just feel awkward for him that he had to, had to do it. He wouldn't have enjoyed saying I love you. It's nice, though, that I think... But it's nice to know that when push comes to shove, 
he will be awkward for you. Yes. That's yeah. reassuring, yes. isn't it? Camille, what do you want your last words to be? Why did I get on the plane? <laughs> I shouldn't have asked. <laughs> sorry. Oh. I forgot how actually scared you are. I'm actually so sorry. Um, Any thoughts? Uh, my last words. I mean, it's difficult, isn't it? It is hard, know. actually. I've not thought about last words. Yeah. I think I've always, like Josie, liked to think that I'm just going to go nicely in my sleep. Oh, no, you're doing the whole everyone well-wishing. Um, <laughs> you've got well-wishing. You've got well-wishing. I like to think that I'll be 120. You want to go 120? If I can take a pill and live forever, I will. <laughs> Would you? And I'd make everyone else take it with me. <laughs> I, I know, everyone thinks that's mad. But don't you think you get to a point where you just be a bit bored of it all? No. <laughs> so many countries to go to. And they, you won't have to get planes by then. We'll be able to go there in some safer way. Oh, you think? That's the key. Yeah. You'll be able to travel. Oh, Camille, that's so sweet that one day you think, I'll be able to go and not be scared. Yeah. Oh, God, that happens for you. Time travel. <laughs> last words, though. Um, no, I want to go back to 120. What are you going to be doing for the last, like, from 100 to 20? 120? Because my grandma got to 100, and it was pretty quiet for the last 15. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it was really, like... And I, so she died when she was 100, and everyone goes, oh, congratulations, yeah. good genes. I'm like, well, actually, mostly not. But <laughs> quite a lot of the dying side. But it was really... She was in a home. She didn't know what was going on. Oh, yeah, well, no, when I imagine this, it's oh, a bit of a fantasy. Yeah, but you're like, with it. It, it's, yeah, you know, okay, I'm, yeah. I'm imagining I'm 120, but I'm basically like I am now. <laughs> <laughs> so literally no I'm aging. I'm going about my day. I've okay. got a load of dogs. Oh. I don't have dogs now. That's another fantasy. <laughs> Loads of dogs. We're all having a nice walk. Oh, that'd be a nice way to go. On a dog walk? Yeah. That'd be lovely, wouldn't it? On a dog well, walk. The dogs, the dogs are And I just go, come back. And then I'm gone. <laughs> the dogs are running off. Would I? This is dark, isn't it? I'd worry that you, they'd have to stay by you for ages. Like Greyfriars like Bobby. Like Greyfriars yeah. Bobby. I loved that. Yeah. I read that when I was really little and I loved that. There's a Japanese same story as well. The owner went to the same like subway station every day. And he, <laughs> and he waited at the station like every day for the master. And then eventually he just became the station dog. But this was like in the 80s, I think. It's, where was Greyfriars Bobby? I feel like it's a bit of a Victorian lie. Is that wrong? Did it really Grey happen? Greyfriars Bobby. He's got a statue, hasn't he? Yeah, in Edinburgh. yeah, yeah. But was it the pub? Do you know, didn't he wait outside the pub for the person? I just feel like it's... Didn't he wait I on the thought, grave? Yeah, he waited on the grave. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Grave, I'm yeah. sorry. But aren't there a lot... Doesn't it confuse grave. it? There's a lot of old country and western songs about dogs sitting on graves as yeah. well, yeah. I think. It could, well... Because people always say that's the, that's the difference between a dog and a cat. A cat will. cat doesn't care. That, cat would that, the cat would be eating you within an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas the dog is loyal and it would sit there. Would the dogs eventually eat you? Has that happened? No, I think it would. It would just just wait. Yeah, yeah, it'd die of old age. Oh, the dogs are maybe. so good. Yeah. So the dogs. What are you imagining? Like a field, and you're like, oh, this way. Come a back. field. We're walking along. Yeah. I dropped down 120. <laughs> I'm happy to go by then. Relieved, I think. <laughs> my 120. People are like, my God, she's still here. She's still going. The dogs gather around like some kind of ceremonial ritual. What do you want the dogs There's to do? There's a festival then on that day every year. Some kind of death and dog festival. Who? I would go to a death and dog festival. That day, sounds Day brilliant. of the dog. Day of, day the, of the dead, dead dogs. Dog. <laughs> day of the dead dogs. Mexico, pick it up now. <laughs> day of the dead dog. That'd be amazing. Yeah. I'm not the only one. Don't pretend. You'd all go to day of the dead dog. You'd come here. Um, <laughs> I think that sounds nice, Camille. Okay, yeah. That sounds good. I'll stick with that then. Yeah, we used table. to do a thing on the radio show called the Dead Dogs Memorial oh, Wall. God. Where we would play a panpipe version of Eric Clapton's Tears in Heaven. <laughs> <laughs> and then read out the names of people's dead dogs. 
<laughs> and people accuse me of being bleak. How did that go down on the radio? It, it went went down fine. We ended up. Yeah. yeah people we, do love remembering dogs. We did a charity single of it. We <laughs> 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 got to number number one hundred ninety something. It's not bad. The iTunes chart. Yeah. What was the charity though? Where did it, it was uh, Batsy Dogs Home. Why? Yeah. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. <laughs> um, speaking of those sorts of things, so Jeff, what, after you've gone, mm. you've just had an, an hour Skype chat with people yeah. and you've died um, what, are your, what are your funeral plans have you thought about well I, I'm very mixed on this because on one hand like, I, I think they, they could literally like throw my body in a skip around so the back of a Chinese restaurant that. and I wouldn't care really and, and then on the other hand like, I really like the idea what I don't like is any kind of celebration of my life Okay. I'd want it to be a very somber, somber affair. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so very sad, sad. Yeah, I, either sort of classical music that I would need to research that that was probably Russian in origin. Okay. Or I have that Joy Division's atmosphere in my Ooh, head a lot. Yeah, they made yeah. a video to that in the 80s, which was all black and white. Anton yeah. Corbin uh, directed it, and it was lots of druids carrying a picture of Ian Curtis. <laughs> and I've, I've thought about a sort of funeral themed around <laughs> that. Perhaps. Does that mean you're making your relatives who were not allowed to visit you dress up as druids while carrying a picture of you? That seems like if you get that email, you're going to be pissed off. Like, he didn't want me to come to the hospital, he didn't want me to say I love them, but I have to now find a druid outfit. That's like getting invited to the evening do. Yes, yeah. absolutely. When you find out other people, you're like, see, that's seven. They're like, oh, we're going at two. Do you think it's compulsory to go to the wake at a funeral? Uh, you might be looked down on if you missed Because I, I was at a funeral a couple of weeks ago and, and you know, it's, it's somebody I cared for, but I really didn't want to go to the wake because I didn't want to mix with other people. <laughs> what am I going to say to those people? I don't know them. It was something like the social circles didn't, didn't oh, cross. Oh, yeah, that's difficult, isn't yeah. it? It's like at a wedding when it doesn't cross. Yeah. It's like you're an individual friend. Yeah. So your friends are on a one-on-one basis, but then they have, like, the group friends, and you're like, mm. I'm not the group. Mm. I can't. And then they, they've heard of you. Is that what you're worried about? Like, they'd be like, oh, we, we, he talked about you. But you'd be like, that's it. Yeah, I mean, I was worried that they wouldn't have even talked about me. And <laughs> Jeff, you're was, so worried. Was so this man at this funeral? It was weird as well because it was it was beautiful funeral. It was in um, the University of Sussex. Oh, and it was in the. So I went to university well, in that you, modern church. Yeah, do you know the, yes. the meeting house? It's round, yes. and and this Beautiful. friend of mine, Brian, he was a lighting director, and he'd, he'd done the lights for so many sort of stars over the years. Oh. So he was like very well respected in the music industry, and it was such a perfect choice of venue for him because the way the light yeah, comes in yeah. through those windows, and it's sort of quite modern. It's like 1960s. And it's got yeah. like sort of rainbow glass. It's it's sort of, it's it seems like it's, it could be a, a set from the graduate. Yes. The graduate. Yes, you know, exactly. It's, um, what was it? And, and anyway, so the, the, the funeral was there, and that was at midday, and then the wake was at 4.30. Um, was at, so what are you supposed to do? Yeah, in, that's in, a bit like a wedding situation. So I went it? and sat in a refectory in the university, and I thought, I, I wonder I've if I look, cre- do I look creepy. Yeah, you would have. No, actually, Sussex, you wouldn't have done. Okay. I can, I can, they're all, there's a lot of creepy men there. You would have right, blended right. in. I'd be just one of them. You'd just yeah. be one of yeah. them. I've never heard of the wake being that much later no. in the funeral. Yeah, it was, That's it unusual, was, isn't it? I think so, yeah. Were they waiting for someone, do you think? Someone coming from afar? I think maybe the family were going off for some kind of uh, private... They might be the crematorium? That's yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. What did you just say? Or the burial. Burial. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> you won't have, if you're here listening to that, you won't have heard the Camille sort of, I don't know what, did, did a dip. A sort of down, it's like a bunny hop. Like a, down like a bunny hop dip yeah. into the, yeah, burial, cremation. The inca- no, what do you call it? What's the fancy word for burial? Oh, God. Interment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so maybe they, they had the service and they went for they the had, cremation. They had this beautiful thing where they, it was, um, 
It was, a, I think, a wicker coffin. Oh, yes, I've, I've seen that. Beautiful, really and, lovely. And um, they encourage people to come and touch the coffin and just think about their their memories of Brian and I didn't do it and I sort of because it felt like I don't know it felt too self-conscious to because people were kind of getting up to at a time and going then a few more would get up you didn't have a friend to go and touch the coffin no no and I really regret not touching the coffin now that's hard because it's like when because one of those things that happens at a funeral and everyone's like just do this but they're sort because sometimes people are sad and they're very emotional about their feelings they don't I think sometimes you don't think if you're not you know, you're not family. You might be thinking, oh, should I touch your coffin? It felt like the grief belonged to other people yes, more than it yeah, belonged to me. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, when you're, like, slightly moved, you're like, oh, should I? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Oh, that's a shame, but I think it's like, but you went to the funeral. That's the main thing, isn't it? Rather than, yeah, you were there. That's present. Um, Josie, what, like, what are your, have you thought about cremation or, or as we call it, the, the dip, the burial? Um, <laughs> as Camille likes to I used to really, really just not desperately not want to be cremated oh really I, I just didn't like the fact when I was younger that if you went to the cemetery the cremation things it yeah, just felt too small, impermanent little, yeah, yeah. I thought right if I'm being buried then I'm just sort of sat there <laughs> for eternity yeah yeah but I think yeah now I, I don't I, I was thinking about this like what would I want my funeral to be like and I thought it might be really funny and I don't mean politically but it, if, if it was <laughs> All the things I really didn't like. <laughs> and basically I gave a speech that was like completely misrepresenting me and all the music was like, shit, I hate. And people would stand up and say, oh, you know, like, the one thing she loved was the rugby. <laughs> oh, she'd always be at the rugby, drinking a beer. Now we're going to play the Divinals, I Touch Myself. <laughs> I hate that song so much. Like, and I want everyone to buy into it and be like, she would have loved this. <laughs> but it literally be my least favourite thing. So that, like... A few of my friends would be like, she wouldn't like it. Like, this is bullshit. Because I I think, you know, people, you know, try and make a playlist of songs for their funeral. But it is the truth that you won't be there. Yeah, yeah. So I I had a friend who died um, about uh, six years ago. And I went with another of his friends to the funeral. And it was really beautiful. But it was really sad because he was a young man. And it sort of was so bittersweet and... And we were, there was a lot of crying, and then at the end of it, they played Get Lucky. We were like, <laughs> what is this? And then they put a little note on the order of service, and um, he'd been, when, when he did pass away, he was in, um, when, he, when he died, he was in um, uh, France doing a ski season. He'd, like, saved up to go and, like, hide in this hut and do loads of snowboarding. And um, they went through his iTunes library after he died, after he died, and they found out that he'd listened to Get Lucky something like 5,000 times. <laughs> <laughs> and basically, it had only been out about six months, so it was literally that he'd get up in the morning, I assume, and just put, put his on. headphones in, just like, <laughs> and it was such a beautiful, hilarious thing. Oh. It was like, wow, I did not know that you only listened to Get Lucky. <laughs> I think that's so nice that... They, they sort of took the honest route because it's the kind of thing you could like look on your friend's iTunes and be like, oh, obviously we won't tell anyone. We'll be playing like, you know, Buck as they, <laughs> as they would think people. But to be like, yeah, let's be honest. We really like Get Lucky. <laughs> like, let's enjoy it. It's a great song. It's a great song. It's a really great song. Yeah. So yeah, have you thought about um, 
music, Jase, for your... I, I would love it to be songs that I really hated. And make so, you, okay, I Touch really Myself is up there. That is an oh. inappropriate song for a funeral. Oh, I imagine. <laughs> so inappropriate. Oh, and then also, this is what you do. You get, like, I don't, I'd quite like it to be, like, a Quakery thing or, like, a humanistic thing. And you get the celebrant. Celebrant is the wrong word. Opposite of celebrant. And, like, <laughs> and they say, and now let's all just take a minute to think about... Josie and what she was like, and it would be like, I don't want anybody else. I honestly do. I'd love it. I would be. Are you hoping one of your friends is like enraged and stands up and is like, This is wrong! This yes. isn't what she would have wanted! Yes, and then I'd have a few friends who were like plants in on it and they'd be like, You never knew her! <laughs> <laughs> this is all she loved at the rugby! That's <laughs> <laughs> all she ever talked oh about. My God. Divine that, would be, that would make the wake so controversial because you have like a corner of people being like, Her friend, these awful people have ruined her reputation and emailing Chortle immediately. <laughs> Josie Long's funeral disaster and then like a really key group in the corner being like we did what she wanted <laughs> <laughs> this is exactly what she would have wanted um, yeah that, I like I like. I mean it's a show it's definitely a show people be talking about it afterwards and I'd like the coffin this is yeah, what yeah, I'd yeah, hate I'd hate this I'd like the coffin to be branded with loads of brands <laughs> <laughs> That's like my worst. Oh, I'd hate it. It's so gross. The coffin lid is like Costa on it. <laughs> and then alongside it, say like, what your mum is or whatever. <laughs> can, an, like. can an Amazon man deliver it? He's <laughs> like, yeah, just, it's for Josie. Yeah, and he'd say, what Josie loved was the fact that the workers at Amazon are treated so badly. She loved it, <laughs> it mate. She fat. loved it. Yeah. And we've actually we've got the coffin in a lot more packaging than it oh, needs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then they have to like get out a lot of paper to find her. We like, bulked it out with plastic straws. Oh my god, plastic straws. <laughs> Just filled with plastic straws. That would be that would be really funny. But I would worry for some of your friends. Well, about the friends who thought they'd be in the key circle that knew and they weren't. That would be my worry. But you're I mean, dead, so... I think we're overestimating how well I'm liked. <laughs> uh, oh, gosh. Yeah. You have to choose that circle carefully, that's You have all. to pick the right WhatsApp yeah. group. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the right WhatsApp. Maybe start warning them now. Like, if you get a message after I've died to, to brand my coffin, it's real. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you're thinking, don't do it in life. Get it all scheduled. You could get it scheduled, yeah. So I'll be like, oh, I feel I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. But, you, but I think maybe you should prep someone, like one key person and be like, like, I was just thinking about Jesus and Mary Magdalene for some reason. You know, when like, they're like, he's dead. She's like, no, mate, he's not dead. He told me he's coming back. So you need like somebody that when they're like, I've got this weird email about JC's funeral. And they're like, yes, of course you did. Come this way. And then someone is like on it. I want these dreams to come true. That's what I'm saying. Okay. I really appreciate your thoroughness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> If people want these funerals, I think they can happen. That's what I think. It's not it's an option available for you, but the death isn't. We can plan the funeral. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back to Griefcast with Carrie Adloyd. Bill, what do you want in your funeral then? Or you can't even um, think about it? Yeah, I don't like to think about it. But um, I'm making you. Yeah, and recently, my nanny died six weeks ago and she didn't leave any information oh, no about information. what she wanted. And that made me think. Because that was... I've been to a fair few funerals, mm. um, but I haven't been involved before in like the planning of yeah, what yeah. happens when someone dies and having to go to the funeral directors and yeah. sort this out and sort that out. And I did realise then, because it's a real stress. If, no one, if they haven't left anything about... You, you're like, do they want that song? Do they want that person to come? Yeah. Do they want this? Do they want that? And when we went to the funeral directors... He, like, whacked out this coffin brochure. <laughs> yeah. And they get out, and they're, like, flicking through. Which coffin do you want? What handles do you um, want? Yeah. yeah. And he kept saying that we have the standard pine one in stock. <laughs> and then I said, well, she actually really liked dark wood. Like, she had a real thing for dark wood. She never had any pine okay, or anything yeah. like that. Mahogany. And he went, oh, I see, OK, that's going to take about a week or so. I've got the standard pine in stock. <laughs> and I went, she really liked dark wood. Um, can we order the dark wood? And then he went, I don't mean to be rude, how big is she? And I went, um, she's, she's not that big. He went, yeah, I've got one out the back. She might fit into that. Oh, my God! Come here, this is I not know. a funeral directorship. I know. That's bad. And what pissed me off as well is that everyone that recommended this funeral director, the reverend, the place where my nanny had lived, everyone was like, oh, isn't he lovely? Isn't he lovely? Oh, I thought he's, bullshit. I hated him. But they might be getting the old... I think so. Yeah. I think there's some back well, money going on. They took the pine, no questions they took the yeah. Pine, yeah. Perhaps yeah. they liked pine. Perhaps they were pine people. Everyone loved pine. Well, she had, she had the dark wood. Oh, I'm pleased she squeezed into the dark wood. <laughs> <laughs> Elbowed her in there. Nanny, you're getting in, otherwise you've got to wait a week. Oh, that's really bad. I, I'm genuinely, because I like, obviously talk a lot about this, that's very bad funeral directorship sensitivity. Yeah. That's not... It like, all seemed like a bit of a faff, to be honest. Yeah, it seemed like you are bothering um, him. But, um, and also, it's like you don't... Uh, we had to take the outfit for her to put on. Oh, yeah. And we decided she was going to wear what she wore on my wedding day because she really loved that outfit. And then I was like, do I take her knickers? Oh, she, yeah. Do you wear knickers and a vest? When... <laughs> I don't did know, you wanna, did you take I them? did in the end. I yeah. thought she wouldn't want to go in without her knickers and vest on. <laughs> <laughs> Not for all well, these years. I, well, I just, yeah. you know. Does that mean loads of people go commando to their funeral? <laughs> <laughs> Depends if people remember, no, I yeah. guess. I, I, I'm with you though I think you did the right yeah. thing your nanny would not have wanted no, to be in the I don't think no. so <laughs> I so don't I can tell already I never met her and I know she wouldn't she have wanted that she would not that. have wanted it no. it's a bold statement it is it? isn't it it is it's bold if you've got an open coffin isn't it <laughs> <laughs> oh no that bit's normally closed isn't it yeah that's <laughs> so tricky that's what I mean the practical elements and one tip actually the um, Emma Freud episode she was saying she did a whole article if you are um, uh, what's the word Stuff in the middle of trying to look for funeral that she wrote a good article about booking a funeral and you can have them come to your house what do you mean? the funeral director you can request I don't want to come to your shop I'm bereaved and sad oh. you have to come to my house and they will but they just don't talk about it 
because it's a bit of a faff. Yeah. And then you can be in your own house with your own cup of tea and your own mug and you can be like, so then when they ask you difficult stuff, you can be a bit more supported rather than basically in an office being like... That's lovely. I know, it's a really good tip for future. Yeah. You don't have to go and... And you can switch, like, banks. You can go, I don't like this one, I'm going to a different one. Yeah. But it is, once you've started the process... I know. Like banks, you don't want to do it again, do you? (laughs) It's difficult. Well, that's tricky. Did you speak at your nan's funeral? I wrote the eulogy and did it with my sister. Oh, my God. Yeah. How was that? Um, I think reading it with someone else, yeah. and I was, I, I made sure it was quite funny. I'd only included funny stories. I tried not to make it too yeah, sad. Yeah. So I didn't want it to be a really sad thing. I wanted it to be a funeral that was quite fun and yeah, happy. Celebratory. Yeah, and it, I think it did feel like that. My sister sang a song. <gasps> Any excuse? Big <laughs> <laughs> <Big> opportunity. <laughs> what song did she sing? She sang The Rose, Bette Midler. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. she used to sing to my nanny. Oh. Brought her mate along who played the guitar. It was like a little concert. Oh, that's nice. That's lovely. <laughs> it was lovely. And that made me think, actually, yeah, I think I'd like mine to be... A bit of a party. Yeah, yeah. A bit like, I'd love my mates to be involved. You know, like a shit talent show at school. <laughs> <laughs> or like a new material night, <laughs> if you're a comedian. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, then yeah. everyone can do a little thing. Yeah, a little turn. Yeah. That'd be lovely. Have you thought who you want to do the turn? No, it's a free-for-all. It's a free-for-all, but you are in a, a, we should say you are in a sketch group. I'm in group. a sketch group, so it'd be bad form if they didn't. It, well, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, but would they'd they be, be obliged. Uh, can they do a sketch that you used to be in? And, and they someone just, just puts a wig on it. No, I think they should just leave it blank. <laughs> oh. Like, there's just a gap where your line was. <laughs> well, and they will just respond, like, you can't say that. Yeah. <laughs> what, broccoli? And then there's just... And then they move to the next slide. Very good. There's a sketch that involves broccoli. Very good. <laughs> there is. I remember very the broccoli good. sketch. I love that sketch. Thanks. I saw the first time you did that sketch. It was very good. Um, yeah, I'd like to see some good, solid comedy performances from people some you've known through the years. Yeah. But then I went to another funeral recently. Um, and I mean, my funeral would never be like this because I don't have this much weight in real life. But this person was like, had so many oh, right, friends, yeah. family. It was like going to a rock concert. Oh, wow. Yeah, he was, um, he was my choir leader. And he was really big in the gospel community. And so there were so many singers. There were hundreds of people there. It was a real... It felt like going to a wedding. I don't mean to be bad, but I bet that was a good funeral. It was amazing. I bet was the singing amazing. Singing was incredible. Oh, that's good, isn't and it? And he travelled the world and had loads of different choirs. Oh, they all came over. That is what you want songs. from a funeral. Yeah. There was a dress code. You had to, like, dress up. Oh, yes. I bought a dress especially. Oh, I'm loving this. Yeah. This is so good. Like his, his family and his church... And if you have a church, massive, you yeah. do get a good yeah, funeral. Do. It's sad to say in a secular society, <laughs> we've all got to admit, once you go secular, your funeral will be a little bit depressing. Yeah. <laughs> it just is, because, you, you know, the, the, the pomp and ceremony, yeah. that's that time when churches, like churches, like, are often, you know, not great, but my God, they do funerals well. They're like, we've got this. Like, the vicar's got the outfit, they know what to do, they've got the choir ready, just a bunch of people never even knew you, just ready to sing for you. Yeah. I talk about this a lot on the show, and I will repeat this endlessly if you want things sung at your funeral you need to prep your friends now you need to get good singing friends now you need to walk who do you know jeff that's a good singer do you know someone i'm, I'm not i do yes right you need to put in a word because what happens at british funerals is is a hymn that no one knows and it's like 
And what you want is, and this is at Welsh funerals, we talk about the show, just one person at the front going for it. And that will make everyone else feel like, oh, I can hide. And then they'll sing more. So that gospel, like, no one was worried that day about no, the singing. I was Absolutely interested brilliant. in the dress code. What was it? Oh, you had to like dress up. You could have smart. Just, yeah, you had to be really smart, dressy. Right. A friend of mine died last year, and he was a big football fan. And when they sent out the the information about the funeral, they said they wanted people to wear football shirts. And I, I'm not a football fan. I don't own a football shirt, yeah. nor do I support a team. And I thought <laughs> it would be strange to go out and buy a football shirt yeah. of a team I didn't support. Just to wear it once at a funeral. But then I wondered if it would be disrespectful to turn up in a black suit. <laughs> what did you well, do? Yeah, what did you do? I, I texted somebody else who was going. And they let you know, you like on. it was a night out, what are you wearing? <laughs> <laughs> well, what did they say? What happened? They, 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 they weren't going in a football shirt either. But, you know, so they wore, okay. they wore a suit and it was fine. This one I just went to, I went to put on my black suit and I've put on so much weight it doesn't fit anymore. That's, yeah. So then I thought, do I t- is it appropriate to text the, the widow on the morning of, a, oh, God. <laughs> morning of a funeral saying, is it okay if I come in a navy blue suit? <laughs> did you text her? No, I, I made Good. the decision. I just Good. thought I'm, I'm just going to unilaterally make this decision. Yeah. Yeah, but really it would have in a way been quite a respectful thing to do. No, it wouldn't. Respect is leaving the widow alone okay, on that day. Okay. It's like it's like a it's like a wedding. You don't go up to the bride and be like, "Oh, I can't find the canapes." It's like it's not her job. Yeah. You go oh. to someone else. And you don't say to the comedian, "What time does yes. the uh, show start? Does the venue open?" Yes, the comedian doesn't know. You don't know exactly. Or like, oh, why was the price down? This is more just I want this to be recorded <laughs> and put into the ether. Yeah. There's people. It's like it's not her job to tell you about the suit. You but the she right was thing. the only person I was worried about offending by not wearing a black suit. I didn't but it's her it. husband's funeral. She's not bothered. Right. Well, She's I didn't right. text her. Yeah, that's good. You I did the right, the right thing. Decision. Yeah, you made exactly the right decision. Because that's the thing. It's like on the wedding. Like that's no. You, by the time it's the wedding, you don't give a shit what's happening. And I think at the funeral, you, you don't. You wouldn't be like, oh, what is Jeff wearing? <laughs> <laughs> It's like, stop to the vicar. Sorry, Jeff, can, can Jeff come to the front, please? At the 1960s circular Quaker meeting house. Yeah, no, yeah, I think you're... And if it's dark navy, that's all right. It's not well, pink. I, it's not like... I, f- I found out that I'd created a stir in my family by wearing pumps to a funeral. <laughs> a stir? Like what? So they talked about it behind your back? Yes, exactly. Oh, okay, that thing, yeah. yeah. So I'm vegetarian, <clears throat> and I, so I don't wear leather. Right, yeah. And I hadn't been to a funeral for a long time. This auntie of mine died, so yeah. I had the black suit, but I didn't have have any shoes that look like grown-up shoes so i just wore some black pumps and are I they thought black it was, yeah fine. i thought it was fine but apparently they apparently okay. not oh, yeah wow. so it's made me quite paranoid oh yeah, that's fair enough i think i thought you were going to say like white trainers i'd be like <laughs> yeah a bit much for a funeral like your, your brand new spanking but black pumps i feel like well not not in my family so, well some people are so the thing you forget is like how to or some people are because mm. I've done the same thing the, I think I've said this but the worst thing I did a funeral outfit actually was my mother-in-law's funeral so I was a bit panicked and I just put on a black shirt and a black skirt Didn't, I thought this is fine this is fine and it wasn't my go-to funeral dress which has done me proud done many a funeral it's a black crossover it's jersey it's soft it's comfortable it's long sleeve it's perfect right that's <laughs> perfect funeral dress and um I, wore, I put a belt round it because I thought, oh, yeah, that makes it look... I don't know, just something... I thought, yeah, that's good. And then we were, like... I was handing out the food and I realised I looked like the waitress. I looked like the hired... I, you know, I really looked like... There was just something about the shirt and the skirt. It was like a pencil skirt yeah. and a bit of a frilly shirt and it just looked like I, they'd hired me. And I could tell some people, because even though she was my mother-in-law, obviously 
you know, she died fairly old, and there was lots of people coming from who didn't know who I was. So I, people, some people thought they'd hired me for the day to give out to give out food, and I had to be like, no, she was my mum. So then I stopped handing out food. I thought it's the only solution. I just can't do it because I'm going to look like, you know, holding the tray. Yeah, it's too much. It is awkward, isn't it? You don't want people going. Well, that serving girl was very overfamiliar. <laughs> <laughs> But I sort of do, because that's so old-fashioned. I'd be like, wow, what? what? It's 1890. <laughs> Tell the serving girl to move the sandwiches away. Um, <laughs> Jeff, you're big on music. Mm. So have you thought about music for your funeral then? Apart from the Joy Division and everything. No, I haven't, actually. But you're, and you're, you're obsessed with the Beatles, yes. right? That's like a fact about Jeff. Yeah. So is there a moment where you're like, what Beatles track should I play? No, because it feels a bit on the nose. Oh, too much. Too, you know too I mean? obvious. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I, I genuinely have. I mean, I, I, I tend to not think about my death as much as think about regretting what I've done with my life. <laughs> and I think they're sort of two sides of the same coin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like sort of coin. sadness about all the time I've okay, wasted, right. and that I'm probably well over halfway through at this mm, point. Yeah, yeah. And you know, will will I waste the second half in in the same way? And I think that on some level is a fear of death. Yeah, I think not, so, yeah, I'm not thinking. I'm, I've not thought about music at my funeral, other than okay. that I'd like it to be a sombre affair. Only sombre, but you're, it's funny because just because I know how interested you are in music, how passionate you are yeah. about it. Like, would you feel like Josie? Like, would you be upset if it was like not the? Well, Josie would be happy if it was the bad track. But would you be? Uh, if I mean, if it was in my life, yeah. and somebody was saying, "Oh, we've done something to show how much we care about you," yeah. and then they put on it, and it was like. I don't know what it would be, like Snow Patrol, and I'd be like, oh, you don't know me at all. I think then I'd be upset, but I do think that, weirdly for the funeral, I, I think I would want it to be a little unusual, a little odd, or a little yeah, yeah. big, or just to puncture it, just because otherwise it just... Yeah, like you say, you, you, if you have to try and really, really nail it down, then there's too many other yeah. things. That, like, I love karaoke, but that's not really good for a funeral, is it? Oh, oh I would love that. I would love, love a karaoke that. funeral. I think be, the thought of there being karaoke but not being able to sing at it would oh, drive me Jeff, into, yeah. that would be sad. Yeah, maybe, maybe a karaoke funeral. I think that would be amazing, a karaoke okay. funeral. Yeah. A somber, is that yes. a somber song? Oh, yeah. Well, my, my big hit on karaoke, and it's very emotional, is um, uh, Carly Simon, Nobody Does It Better. Oh. And my rendition of that, it's, it's like, when I look at people's eyes as I'm singing it, it's like they're in pain, <laughs> because the emotion is so raw. Wow. Yeah. Jeff, so then you record yourself doing that, yes. and you play that at the top. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I think? You should play at the beginning with you singing it, but the end is just the karaoke version with no singing. Yeah. And then everyone would be like, and they would remember you singing it. Oh. And that would be, I think that would be amazing. I'd be like, remember that, this is that the bit. bit. Oh. No, I'll tell you one of the does. great, great uses of music at funeral is the Jim Henson Memorial Service. Oh, it's on it. YouTube. It's really poor quality. It looks like it was done on a sort of VHS camcorder. Oh, wow. But there's, you know, all the different people come up and tell stories and sing songs. And then sort of for a finale, there are four Muppeteers, each with a Muppet, who start wow. doing these songs. And then sort of as the song builds to a crescendo, it turns out there's loads of them in the wow. congregation, all with oh. Muppets. And it's really, it's really beautiful. Oh, that's amazing! But that's yeah. that's so good because it's so of the person. Mm. That's what. That's why I think karaoke funeral for you would be really good. Okay, that's what we're doing. Yeah, because like, yeah, because everyone the, would be like, that's exactly what he would have. The wanted. other thing I can the only time I ever really think about my funeral is I can get quite choked up thinking about my son who is now yeah, three. Yeah. 
as a grown-up giving the eulogy at my oh. funeral. I can sometimes she's actually gone. make she's myself gone. cry. She's gone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, thinking about. Yeah. But it's so narcissistic that I'm walking around thinking about well, that. <laughs> but it's nice too because it's like, oh, my son, the man. Yeah. I sometimes worry that my relationship, my bond with my son is so strong that I need to distance myself a little bit because I don't want his life to be ruined when I die. Yeah, but well, you want it to be ruined earlier on. <laughs> when he and he's like, we were so close, and then one day he just, like, stopped talking to me. Oh, and then in the eulogy he'll be like... I don't know what went wrong with me and Dad. <laughs> Up until I was six, it was perfect. <laughs> That's lovely, though. That's all you can do as a parent is love them so hard that you break them when they die. Yeah. That's fine. Do you think that you all think about death differently now you have children? Oh, yes. yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. It's, well, a little bit, because I already thought about death a bit too much, <laughs> being an early member of the club. It, it just sort of, unfortunately, I would say compounded lots of anxieties. I already was like, oh, you can die at any moment. And now I was like, I could die at any moment and I'd be leaving a child. So that it became slightly worse. Mm. Sorry, guys, to be, to be honest with you. Yeah, that's what happened to me. But what, what, about, what about you guys? More cheery than that? <laughs> yeah, well, in two, two ways. So I'm, I'm a depressive person and yep. I can get very, very dark of thought mm. and sort of to, to the extent that I'll have suicidal thoughts. And now when I get there... I think, oh, I can't do that, though. I just fuck my son up too much. <laughs> and then I can feel so sort of frustrated With that I haven't got that exit. <laughs> Which is, I know that's a really bleak thing no, to No, I don't think that's... Good. I think it's really interesting yeah. because that's also, like... Isn't that sort of such a wonderful thing about love? Of Like, love is not... The love you and your son have is not so simple that it's like, oh, everything's joyous. It's like, now I have to live. Yeah. Isn't that... Prof- that's deeply profound. And, and I think because my parents are both still alive mm. and up until the point my son was born, I thought like sort of either of them dying would be the most devastating yeah, thing that can happen. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's still not something I really even allow myself to think about. But it, it, it has changed that fear yeah. a little bit. Yeah, definitely. What about you, Joyce? Yeah, I think, like, uh, I mean, this is really dark, but I, I think much more about how terrified I am that she might die. I, yeah, I think yeah. About that. Like, when she was so little... I used to just, well, she's certainly a year old now, but in the first sort of three months of her life, I would just wake up all the time and be like, oh, okay, thank God. Is she still breathing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. I, I just, it's like you say, you just can't really envision what that kind of dread is until they're there, and then you just... Yeah. Uh, so I think much more about that to the extent that they'd be like, oh, don't worry about old me. Don't worry about old me, that's about you. You know, it's yeah, more like yeah. that. And, and then um, do you understand, like, why, because I think that's quite a parental thing, just like you know, like my mum's like, oh, it's not about me. And then when you have one, you're like, oh, I get it, I get it. It's yeah. Slightly when you become the parent, and it's interesting because like, like it's slightly off topic, but like seventy percent of women have after a baby have like mental health issues, mm-hmm. and a lot of it is because they're worrying about the baby, something happening to the baby so much, and your hormonal and create like, and well, they don't also, sleep. Like it's such a common, it's so common. Yeah. And you look at the, um, I was t- I was trying to write something about about how basically I got given a fact sheet that was like. Are you suffering from postnatal depression? Yeah, it yeah. was like, are you sleeping badly? Are you eating badly? Are you finding it hard to get outside? Has your body changed shape? Yeah. And I was like, this is just breastfeeding. Yeah, yeah, I know. This is just, but I'm breastfeeding. This is breastfeeding. Yeah, it's, it's just, the same thing. They might as well just say, you've had a baby. Yeah, yeah. That's that, now we need to talk to you. You're yeah. probably not all right. Yeah, sorry, guys. <laughs> so, um, what are we thinking? Like, we like of like after death. What do you think, Camille? Like, do you feel like? We're going into a lovely field full of dogs. I'm really hoping for it. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Um, 
I'm not particularly religious, okay, but so. I, f I feel like I'm one of those annoying people that I'm, I've not got my toe in anything. Oh yeah, yeah, completely. yeah. Hedging your bets. Yeah, which I know it's not good, is I it? Think it's all it's right. like someone that starts supporting a football team only when they're winning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they're yeah. like, oh, I'm with that team. But <laughs> when you're on your deathbed, are you going to be one of those like, yeah, get the vicar in? Why not? Yeah, I think yeah. I probably would. <laughs> I think that's okay. Probably would. Whatever works. We did for my nanny. Did you? He did the prayer, and then she she went as <gasps> soon as we finished doing the prayer with, no. with the vicar. It was so weird. Wow. And you know how sometimes when people are dying, you think they've taken a final breath, and then they take yeah, another one a yeah. bit later. Yeah. And um, we'd just been talking about how we all wanted to be there. We were, you know, we're working out like who's going to go home, maybe who's not. Yeah. And we were saying how we all wanted to be there, and. Um, we were all there together. The vicar came, did the prayer. She, what we thought, died. And my mum was out of the room and came back in and was so distraught yeah. that she thought she'd gone when she was out of the room. And then my nanny just did one final... <gasps> and then she was gone. <laughs> so it felt... And I, I don't think I... I don't know what I believe, yeah. but things like that, it's nice to feel like it happened for a reason yeah, or like yeah. that she knows something or that you know someone is helping that be and helping that yeah. happen in the nicest way possible yeah it, but so why not i'd love it if heaven exists <laughs> seconds otherwise crossed. i'd love it if reincarnation was a thing oh yeah what are you coming back as Dog, horse, dog, dog, <laughs> dog or horse? A faithful friend. A faithful friend. She was a respected animal. Respect, he was. But that would suggest that you'd have to be not that good a human, but not that bad either. Yeah, yeah, you're heading oh, your Because if I was really good, would I get to come back as a human? Yeah. Ah. Well, in, yeah, in that particular, in that particular belief, belief. Yeah, yeah. that's quite good because that gives you license to be a dick. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I stick, I stick with my first choice. <laughs> <laughs> a dog or, or a horse? They're there, you're there in heaven. They're like, come here, which one? Quick, quick! I don't, yeah, I don't mind. Give a horse. Give a horse. <laughs> Why are um, they rushing you? Because they've got lots of people. It's a bit cute. It's yes. No, they got people to get through. Think about how many people die every day. They got stuff to do, and then they're sending them all down for the babies. <laughs> Oh, it's very busy. Like film. Yeah, like that yeah. film. What is that film? I don't know, but I have such a strong Same. memory of it. Um, Jason, what, what are your thoughts of life after death? Well, I have a really opposing experience oh. to what happened to you, uh, Camille, which is that my grandma, my mum's mum, I, I absolutely like, adored her and was very close to her, especially sort of... So she died when I was 24, and especially kind of the last five years of her life... I had a really lovely, close relationship with her and I uh, used to visit her all, all the time. Absolutely, you know, loved her to bits. And then my mum, me and my sister, she was very ill and we knew that she was probably on the way to dying. And she was in this, um, I guess like a hospice. And we were all going down to see her, but we all felt like she probably had a couple of weeks left. Mm. But the three of us wanted to go together. But there's a lot of kind of shifting sands in my family of like this person doesn't want to go with this person today or mm. this person's decided that person's done this and I was sort of trying to work out who to go in the car with and I lived in London and my mum lived in Orpington and my sister lived in Maidstone so it was like are we all going to meet at services in two oh, cars yeah. and then I'll swap cars it was always nonsense and I really remember that we um got to the hospice and we stopped downstairs and we all got like a little juice box and a little like fruisley. Yeah, yeah. And we were sort of there going, well, better go up and see her. I hope she's all right. You know, and we got there and they obviously 
it had obviously just happened. They didn't realise oh. the people coming up. So we went in, and she was there, and she was dead. Wow. And we'd missed it. And she hadn't died... Like, I don't think she died while we were there. Yeah, I don't think yeah. it was that sad or fated or anything. I think it had been that morning, and they just weren't really aware, and we didn't do the proper protocol at the hospice. We were just like, great, get the Frizzlies, get upstairs, you know? <laughs> and it was so... Well, firstly, it's the only time I've really seen a, a dead body and it was so confronting because mm. you sort of really feel the lack of life in that person. But also it was just so uh, sad and beyond that control. We were just like, oh, we're not saying goodbye. And, it, mm. you know, the contrast between getting a frusley and yeah, that's yeah. it, you know. Yeah. And so I think, like, from that, I, I don't believe in an afterlife. I'm mostly reconciled to it because... On the whole, I sort of go, oh, I enjoy my life, or oh, I have a lovely time. But when I think of things like that, it makes me incredibly sad. And I think it's going to get harder the older I get to see the world emptying of people that I really adore. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. of going, oh, well, they're gone now, you know. Yeah. And also, even now, like, I'm 37, and sometimes when I see people who are about 17, they really remind me of someone I used to know or someone I know, and then you're like, oh, no, that's not them, that, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, fuck, by the time I'm 90, I'm just going to feel like everyone is an archetype. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, you're a Karen, you're a Sue, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but it'll be even worse because it'll be like, oh, it's Karen, Karen's dead! <laughs> you're like, everyone, you know. And, that's why old people are grumpy, I think. Yeah. That's why, as you get older, you're like, oh, fair play. And even more thinking about it generationally. Yeah, yeah. You know where you go like, wow, there's only like, one guy left who was involved yeah. in the First World War, you know, and it's just the fact that suddenly it's like, right, that whole lot, They've all gone. those guys are off. Yeah, yeah. That's, that, that sort of feels sad. But then at the same time, I think it's quite, I find it quite useful and healthy just to be like, this is all fine, I have no control over this, and actually it doesn't really matter, and actually I won't be here, so yeah. it's sort of quite helpful just to like I think it's good to think about it and, and have it and have the sad thought and then like you said sort of hopefully come through it and be like that's what we're here for is that yeah. process but then the, being there not being there just to say that is so interesting I can't tell you how many times people either say I can't believe we weren't in the room or they waited till we were all in the room mm. and I, I, I having spoken to Catherine Mannix who you're a grief fan is this amazing palliative care woman who wrote this book with the end in mind and she was like some people want you to be there some people don't yeah, and I found that really interesting. She was like, it's not about... Which is like birth, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. Some people really want to go in the hospital and be like, everyone come close, give yeah. me an epidural. And some yeah. people like a cat, they're like, yeah. get me in the airing cupboard. <laughs> yeah, and I've heard... I've heard... <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Is that what's going to happen to your death? She's, she's yeah. gone to the airing cupboard. I've got the airing cupboard. That's a lovely euphemism. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> she's in the airing cupboard. But I've spoken to so many people, and I, and I feel like this should be talked about more, because there's so many people who are so sad, and they'll, be, they'll say to me, I just went for a cup of tea. I just went to make a phone call. And I, I'd been there for th like three weeks at a yeah. bedside vigil. And, and, and I, I now, at first I was like, oh, that's sad. Now I'm like, no, too many people. Too many people. That person didn't want you there. That person was like, waited. The, they didn't want you to see it. Or like you said, opposite. Sometimes they wait till everyone's around them and then they're like, I'm ready. Yeah. I just think, and Catherine Mannix was saying, she was like, you can't say you're in control of it. But she's like, having watched so many people die, it does feel like there seems to be some holding on or not holding on so yeah I thought that was very interesting um we are just 
running out of time, which I thought, <laughs> Jeff, what do you think? Life after death? <laughs> what do you I, think? I don't think so. <coughs> no, great. Just, yeah. <laughs> it's not for me. Not for me. <laughs> Thank you so much. This has just been so wonderful to have an audience and to have this opportunity um, to talk about death. Um, please give a massive round of applause to an amazing guest you've seen tonight, Jeff Lloyd, Josie Long, Camille Yukan. <laughs> Um, thank you so much. We just have to awkwardly, just have to awkwardly shuffle off. No, you don't, don't have to clap it all. No. It will take too long. Oh. I'm going to be quite a while. Thank you for listening. You can follow Jeff on Twitter at Jeff Lloyd. That's G-E-O-F-F, Lloyd. I always want, I get my G's and my J's mixed up. Uh, and listen to his brilliant podcast, Reasons to be Cheerful and Adrift. You can follow Josie Long on Twitter at Josie Long. And obviously look out for where she's gigging, where she's doing her new show that she just did in Edinburgh that did really, really well in Edinburgh. So definitely go and see that. And she's just been on Celebrity Masterchef. And you can follow Camille Yukan, that's C-A-M-I-L-L-E-U-C-A-N on Twitter at Camille Yukan. She's on uh, Instagram as well. And uh, yeah, she's doing lots of things. So just uh, have a look at her website or her Twitter as well. And you will find out lots of good things. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Griefcast. The show was edited by Kate Holland with thanks to Whistledown Studios. The music was provided by The Glue Ensemble. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, you are not alone. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.